Academy episode 28. We have two tables at our shop. One is what everybody wants to read. And then the other one is a clue for our service advisors to help identify the disc profile of their client. And each, so there's four different stacks. Now in stack one, we have, we have fortune and Forbes and stack two is people magazine. Step three is readers digest and step four is consumers reports. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome, aftermarketers, to the Town Hall Academy episode 28, the matching audio podcast of the Town Hall Academy video, 21 Tips to Get an Edge on the Competition. Carm Capriato here, your Academy host. Hey, anytime you can pick up a great idea on how to create an edge in your operation that ultimately drives a positive customer experience and retention, call it a bonus day. This episode is brought to you by Jasper. At Jasper Engines and Transmissions, quality and customer service are their number one goal. Their associates take pride in their work, and it shows in the quality drivetrain products they produce. Their quality and customer service has kept them growing for 75 years. This Town Hall Academy panel brings it home with some great ideas, some you've heard before or already have implemented. The key to this knowledge trough is to be sure you pick up at least one idea and implement it. You know implementation is always that key to moving your business forward. Hey, by the way, I'm so glad you've chosen the Remarkable Results Radio podcast as your personal business networking tool. Hey, here's what you need to know. We do two interview shows a week and one Academy show. Now, if you have a subscription service to any podcast portal, you'll get the shows right to your smart device. And if you prefer, you can listen on your desktop through my website. Hey, to be in touch with the show socially or to find the links to the free Academy archives or the free live webcast, go to remarkableresults.biz slash social. Hey, also send me an email with an idea you may have for an Academy topic to carm at remarkableresults.biz. See the show notes for this Town Hall Academy at remarkableresults.biz slash A028. And there you'll find a gift. Yes, a gift. The 21 ideas are written out there for you. It's a perfect to-do list. And also my guests' bios and links to their previous episodes. This repurposed podcast of the video forum makes it easier for everyone that does not have time to catch the live forum. And that's the power of podcasting the digital on-demand audio broadcast. So glad you're here. Now listen to Todd Westerlin, CEO of Kakui, a 28-year automotive industry veteran. Todd spent 15 years as an ASE-certified California smog technician and two years at a dealership. In 2013, Todd joined Kakui, a marketing software company. And as the CEO of Kakui, Todd is consistently studying, attending business classes, and consulting with shops all over the U.S. Also, Mark Goldsmith, he found his passion for cars in 1971 when his first job was with an independent shop. He took all the ASE required tests and earned his certified master technician. In 1988, he opened Mark's Independent Service in Chatsworth, California. Mark's Independent Service works exclusively on Volvo, Lexus, and Toyota vehicles. Mark and his team have always focused on values that put the customer first. He's worked hard to create the type of auto repair company that has built trust with his customers and likes to be known as a dealership alternative. He is an ASCCA member, and he loves it when his customers say that his shop is better than the dealer. 
And also here is Jeremy O'Neill, president and lead sales trainer for Advisor Fix. He began his career as a service advisor and moved into service management at the dealership level for VW, Audi, and Porsche. He was consistently placed in the top 3% of service advisors across the nation. With a passion for helping others, Jeremy started coaching service advisors in 2007. And Jeremy also owns an independent auto repair shop in California. Now, here we go with 21 tips on how to get an edge over the competition. And we're live on Facebook and my webinar platform. This is going to be like a drill, everyone. Take notes, get your yellow pad out. Todd, I'm going to start with you. Make your impression last beyond service. Provide branded water. What's the big deal there? Absolutely. I've been in a shop that had branded water where they put their logo on the water bottle. We think about it when you have your service, you you have a certain amount of time that that branding lasts. Is it really when they just drive away and it's over? That water bottle sat in there. Maybe they finished it, threw it in the front seat. They threw it out maybe a week later, you know, making it last a little bit longer uh, keeps that brand there. So it's also just a nice thing, too, that you have branded water. And it's probably easy to buy. Call a bottler. You probably need to buy a pallet. That's it. Get a label made, right? Get a label maker. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Love it. Number two, having a charging station in the waiting room. Wow. That comes from our uh, great friend uh, down south there, uh, John Epstein, and kind of going a step further because charging stations, we go, ah, that sounds great. But one of the things that John did is he actually attached his to the bench. And I looked and I said, that's the first one I've seen nailed down. And he kind of said that statement. You guys are all smiling. Yep. I've seen a couple of those walk off. A couple of the chargers walk off. So I thought that's, uh, again, great tip. Get a charging station, but get the one that you can attach so you can't walk off. So when you did your tour across the country, how many shops that you walked into did that kind of stick out in your your mind that you caught that visually? And, and how many shops have that? Two. And the other one did not have it nailed down. Yep, wow. yep. And the, the tour, tour is still going. So I'm at 643 shops I've walked into. I leave in eight days. And Carm, I, I'm doing research. I'm doing research for the next 21, okay? <laughs> all right, I can't wait. We, we all can't wait. Mark, you need to start talking to your friends down at ASCCA and get their ideas. And same with you, Jeremy. Reach out to all your service advisors and find out. I saw a charging station about five years ago at a shop, I walked in it. It was in Boston, and I almost fell over. And it was the first time I ever saw it, and I thought it was ingenious. And, in fact, there was a customer sitting there plugged in on a conference call. So I, I knew it worked. Hey, Jeremy, how about uh, tip number three, bake cookies? So, you know, it's, it's interesting. So there's a couple in here that every time I go into a shop and they have it um, – yeah, I remember a shop in Tucson that baked cookies and they also did popcorn every day. Mm-hmm. And I love the tip of bake them early so your customers know to drop your their car off early. So we're, the behavior we get is the behavior we reward, correct? So, And also, if you think about it, how does an automotive repair shop typically smell? Very pleasant, right? So when you look at <laughs> hotels in the cleaning industry, how do customers of a hotel or a cleaning service really identify if something was clean? It's not by sight, mm-hmm. it's by the smell, the olfactory. So that is a great way to separate your shop from something else and make a nice, pleasant, lasting impression that impresses uh, impresses the subconscious mind. And that customer will definitely want to come back for sure. Now, also make sure before you hand them to kids that you ask the parents 
if the kids can have one because I've, I've handed chocolate to people before and I've gotten my hand slapped. So got to be careful with that. Got it. I understand. Mark, tip number four, car washes. Yes. Uh, on the car washes, we wash most every car that comes in here. And then we actually, every car gets a service. The dashes get washed, the front window and the rear window and the, and the, and the side mirrors. People love that on the car washes and, and keeping the cars clean. They actually remark about it. So, and that really keeps come, people coming back and they expect it every time. You replace a light bulb, they come back, we wash the windows. Make nice. sure it's happy. As a service manager, I don't feel good when I give a dirty car back to a customer. No. I really feel that the job is undone. Right. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And, and calling my service riders, she pushes that immensely on everybody. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. And when we were on concierge service talking about that, it was you can't discriminate. You got to wash them all no matter the size of the ticket. Because if someone came in and had a $2,000 job done and then they came in and had an oil change and the car wasn't washed, that sets an impression, doesn't it? So if you commit to it, Mark, do you do it like that? Do you do them all? Every one of them. Every one that comes in. The guys are just, they're, they're, they're just, they just do it. It's like on the, it's on their policy procedures how they do it. And that's how every car gets done on there. Thanks so much. Tip number five, Jeremy O'Neill, social and reputation. Social S plus R equals dollar signs. And what that means is your social media presence plus your reputation will drive dollars to your base. Now at Freedom Auto Repair, we did one thing on January 2nd. We made a commitment that we were not going to do traditional marketing. We have not spent one dime in traditional direct mail loss leader advertising. What we've done is reinvest our dollars back into the customer service experience. And if you follow socially, we've done a good job in the beginning. Kind of fell off because I had to run into the shop and clean up oil messes. (laughs) (laughs) But what we're seeing is the reputation is what drives it home. So you can have all this social stuff. And I would encourage people, don't do the canned social stuff where a company builds you a, a platform and they put three posts up that have typically, and you go on Facebook, you'll see 10 of the same posts through 10 shops all across the country. Get very intimate with your clients. Take pictures of them with their thumbs up, high-fiving you, giving you hugs. So what you do socially, get it out there publicly, and then build that five-star reputation because customers today, they search for you when they have an issue right here on their phone. They look at your reviews, they see your social interaction, and I guarantee it will drive dollars in sales to your shop. Yeah, Jeremy, I did see yours this morning, but they saved those people to go to Las Vegas. Yes. Very nice, (laughs) very nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. I mean, we can go on. We've done all kinds of episodes on social media and the value of it. A vehicle is more than just transportation. It's what we depend on to move our most precious cargo, our families. As a service professional, you provide routine maintenance for your customer's vehicle, but what do you do if the engine, transmission, or differential fails? Contact Jasper, of course. Jasper provides your customers with a cost-effective alternative to purchasing a different vehicle. Quality, remanufactured products from Jasper Engines and Transmissions carry a nationwide warranty with up to three years, 100,000 miles parts and labor coverage. Get your customers back on the road fast as Jasper offers immediate availability through two distribution centers and a network of 45 branch locations nationwide. If a new vehicle is not in your customer's budget and the engine or transmission in their car, truck, van, or SUV has given its last performance, a remanufactured drivetrain component from Jasper Engines and Transmissions will provide them with many years of trouble-free driving at a cost many times less than that of a new vehicle. For customer satisfaction, choose Jasper. So I've got a real story. We have a, a Dodge truck in here that we're doing an engine uh, replacement in right now. And the customer was really, you know, all over the place. Can we get a used engine? Can we do a rebuild? Can we rebuild mine? Can we do a remit? 
I spent a whole week doing research on this thing. And I got to tell you, the day the Jasper truck backed in and dropped off his engine, I went like this. Because <sighs> I knew the job was going to be done right. And the peace of mind that I got from that was amazing. And the customer showed up last night. I took him over to the crate and I said, there it is. And he, he gave me a hug. He said, thank you. And so not only do they do, you know, they do a great job building their product, they do the research to make it better. But I can tell you as a shop owner, that peace of mind knowing that there's I'm not gonna have to do that job twice is you all can relate to that. It it I can sleep at night now. Wow, thank you, thank you, thank you. Jasper, thanks you. Todd, number six, have a toy chest. This is one of my favorite ones. So uh, comes again from our good friend John Epstein. He's got two uh, two great ones there and there's two pieces that I watched happen. First, I saw the toy chest, and uh, the mom came in with her uh, with her son, kind of went up to the counter, and the son went over, picked out a toy out of this toy chest, and I was kind of watching the whole process. What is he doing? And came back, and the mom asked him, did you pick one toy? He said, yes, I did. Meanwhile, I watched. She was playing with it, and she was able to interact with the service writer kind of and, and you know, uh, the boy was a little full of energy like myself. So it's kind of running all over the place. But it was great. He focused. And um, so I asked John, I said, what is that? He goes, um, I saw that in the dentist office. And so they know, um, you know, where it is. And then the thing that happens, like I think of, you know, my son, I'm always talking about my son, but he would be, dad, I want to go back to that place because he, he, he will remember where the toys are. And to John's credit too, there was some really good Marvel stuff in there. He really, he loaded it with great stuff. I looked in there. I was like, some pretty good. Can I get one? There you go. That's it right there. When you, when you want a toy out of the toy chest, you know, you've got the right stuff in there. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a great idea. Thank you for that. Mark, follow up phone calls. Yes, we uh we call everybody from the oil changes to the three and five thousand dollar jobs. They expect it. You just want to call a customer who gets a big job and never call them when they come a small service. They love it. I call them. I give them. A, I, I call a little bit late. I call every Thursday. My homework. I call it homework. I go in the office, sit there for two hours, and call all my customers. But a lot of times you get a lot of voicemails. I and it's good because I'd be in there all day talking to customers. But they do call back. They're very happy and they really appreciate the call. A lot of shops don't call, and I get I, and people tell me that. I said, I've never had a phone call from a shop before. I said, well, I want to make sure you're happy, make sure you're treated right at the front desk, and I want a feedback on everything. I ask them how we can improve our service. Of course, they always say, don't charge me. That's a joke. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but other than that, it's really positive feedback, and I like the negative feedback too because I really want a negative to make our shop better. Mark, how's your retention because of that? Fantastic. And, you know, we do the, the whole thing, you know, because of Todd and Kukui, we they get the text message every three months or six months and stuff. And they see that and they remember us because I get that phone call. And they always they always make an appointment. And that's why we're more busier than anybody in this shop area in the valley here. We always keep them very busy. Good for you, man. Todd, number eight, magazines. Every time I go into a shop or for years, it's really changed, but I would go up and there's guns and ammo <laughs> hot rod magazine <laughs> there's and then sometimes the magazines are you know two years old kind of thing so you know imagine you're at the counter and all of us are, are a client you know of your shops as an example and you ask by the way i just want to know next time you come in um what type of what type of magazine would you like to read i'm just taking a poll what your favorite subscriptions would be and that's what i'm going to put in here so remember that area is for, for the, the customers to sit there and read what they want. 
not what you want, I would probably have MMA magazine and entertainment and, you know, road and track. And yeah, I was really surprised. I'm like, wow, that is a great thing. <laughs> There's another side. So great comment. I love putting stuff in that customers want to read. So we have two tables at our shop. One is what everybody wants to read. And then the other one is a clue for our service advisors to help identify the disc profile of their client. Oh, and each, man. so there's four different stacks. Now in stack one, wow. we have we have Fortune and Forbes. And stack two is People Magazine. Step three is Reader's Digest. And step four is Consumer's Reports. So if a customer walks over and picks up Consumer Reports, you know they're a high C. And that means they're going to be very detailed, immaculate, and want all the fundamental technical details of the program. So it really just shows our, our service writers what mode they need to get into when they're ready to sell to the customer. So <laughs> wow. magazines have some selling power That's to it as well. That. <laughs> Because we got kind of the same thing, Jeremy. I have one row of car and driver and the other row of house, good housekeeping, all the other mags like that. And we can actually see what they pick up. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a great idea about what, you know, that's really good. I like I love, that. I love the disc profile. And, you know, anyone who wants to understand it, just type in D-I-S-C. It's a communication um, style. And uh, I've, I've taken it. I've, I've, I've actually done a lot of study on it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. What a great idea. Tip number nine, everyone. Build travel kits to give up to top clients. Todd? So a uh, shop owner gave me a, a, a second tip to this, which I really liked, was that, yes, we think of build travel kits, or sometimes we call them emergency kits. But I'm at Jeremy's shop, and he hands me an emergency kit as I'm about to head out. Well, I'm going to be all right, right? Why do I need this? You know, I don't know. So <laughs> kind of said, have them travel kits. Have things like water, some wet wipes, those those emergency uh, kind of silvery uh, blankets, an extra T-shirt. You know, you never know. You get the oil sprays on you when you're out there. A lot of different things. But I'm um, sorry. I had to throw it in. But really kind of a travel kit. Yeah. So point A to point B kind of thing. So that really um, – Different than here's an emergency kit in case you break down. You know, it's interesting too, because through my travels, looking at shops all across the country, the, the shops that have been in business for a really long time, they've done a great job with branding their business and, and putting things into the customer's hands that stand the test of time and last. Um, you know, uh, Dave's Car Care in uh, Chandler, Arizona is one that really comes to mind uh, that he does. I don't know if he's in Chandler, I forget the uh, the city's in, but he's in Phoenix. Does a great job with a hat and a t-shirt and a coffee mug. And it just really, those little things that last. So I love the travel kit. I think that has sticking power and branding power with it as well, just like the bottled water. So this is a huge tip, everyone. And everyone needs to pay attention to this. And I love where you're going with it, but it's all about the restrooms, specifically the ladies stuff. Talk to us about that. Well, we're, we remodel in their bathroom and actually it's from Bogey. And we went to one of her seminars. She's great. And we thought about this, of course, with the girls in the shop, service writer and my wife, we decided the women forget things, you know, you know, their monthly thing and stuff like that. And, and it's, we have a little drawer in there to say, you know, forget me not. And, and they love it and stuff like that. Hand wipes and stuff like that. You know, it, it's really good. You get dog business for the dogs, you know, the whole thing like that. So it really works nice for them. And especially when they're in the restroom, it's really nice. You got a loud fan to so make sure nothing, they can't hear anything or like that, stuff like that. A purposely loud fan. Purposely loud fan because you never know what goes on there because they're so close to everything else. But I made it loud. <laughs> it's the best thing I could do. Great idea. I understand. Yeah. So, you know, it's probably, we should take just one extra moment here and, and talk about 
restrooms like the Ritz. If if you don't, you're out. Our restroom, we got painted floors, nice ceilings, two colors in there, nice vanity. It's for the ladies and the customers, the guys we don't want to talk about. But you know, but, <laughs> do you have two separate uh, rooms? Yes, we have two separate restrooms. One for the employees, one for the one for the customers. And, and it really works nice. And they're fresh. I have a guy who cleans them every Friday. Everything looks sparkly, and it really smells fresh. Good tip. Thanks so much. Um, number 11. We're not doing bad time, guys. I tell you, uh, appreciate that. Because you remember, we're not here to give you every detail as to how to, but we're here to excite, inspire, and transfer ideas to our listeners. Uh, Todd, let me give this back to you. Use the digital display board to do some really neat things. This was just jaw-dropping. So I'm watching the digital display, and the employees are, are coming across. They're using the, the digital display to have an employee bio up there. But where they went, again, a step further, is each one of them had their sports team, what type of music they liked. Uh, they had their football team, their basketball team, and they were different. And as I was standing there, I kind of thought, yeah, that guy's football team? No, that's not my <laughs> But that guy, yeah, I want him to work on my car. You know, but there, in some way, I bonded with something up there. And what, what is the quickest thing we're trying to do at the counter is build that relationship. And how quickly can we bond? And, you know, sports, music, family, all of those things, if those bios are up there having those things, that somebody could, could quickly, you know, uh, what if somebody said in a past life, radio announcer. Right there, Carmen, go, I want him, that guy. I want him to work on my car, okay? That's right, huh? How cool. Back to the 21 tip list. Number 12, Todd, let's let, let's have you do this one about Wi-Fi. If you take a look, if, you, if you're ever around where Kikui is at like an event or a trade show, be by our Wi-Fi, and you'll see it says Kikui is number one. So there's an opportunity to change the name there to something that's a benefit. So one um, I mean, there's a lot of creative ways. I'm sure that we could go a step further. Maybe, hey, you saw our Wi-Fi password. You know, uh, there there could be something interesting that goes along there. But even that, just brand even the the Wi-Fi. Brand your Wi-Fi with something. You know, if you lived in Hamburg, New York, you could say Hamburg's number one auto repair, something like that, and you'd see that and you'd you'd connect with it. But in the back of your mind, you'll never forget that that's what the Wi-Fi's name was. A, a clever piece of uh, branding that's almost subliminal. And think of this. If you start from the top, the water bottle, the travel kit, the Wi-Fi, the bath, everything, you've got about 100 touch points subconsciously that your customer is going to visually see and remember throughout that transaction. We're not even talking about the service experience yet. These are just things to get your building ready for the customer to come in and experience what you're talking about. So that's a great tip, Todd. I love that. It is a great tip. And I guess it just goes to show that we as an industry are working our butts off to change our image and to have, if if you think of where the consolidation and the big box stuff is going, I don't think they're going to concentrate on these small, little, important differentiators and you know when you can we we can say 21 tips to get an edge over the competition it doesn't necessarily mean it's your good friend four miles down the road who's just like you a hard-working you know independent entrepreneur it's it's the whole 
You know, it's dealerships, it's the big box stores who aren't doing a lot of this stuff. Yeah, some of the dealerships are doing this stuff. They're making breakfast for you if you come in in the morning. But you can do all these other things and be just as good. It's positioning yourself for that 21-year-old who's going to open up next door who has the fresh mind, the energy, and the resources to change this industry. So you better get ahead of that curve before he shows up and opens up his shop next to you. Yeah, great point, Jeremy. Very good. So number 13, everyone, is become a certified child car seat installer. And I wish we could pop Buckley in on this thing. He's trademarked Drive Safe, Drive Smart, and uh, he's a child... uh, car seat installer. He's certifying shop owners and technicians all around the country. And I think it's something if anyone wants to get involved in this, in fact, they're booking dates all over the country and going out on tours. In fact, I think they've partnered with Napa to do this. I was just talking to Greg this week. We, we really do talk quite often. He does a, a great job. And, and I guess his point about this is what are we going to, what kind of services are we really going to be providing to our clients in the future, if you don't start now, you'll never be established in the next two or three years. You need to be in your community, the place where insurers, where the where, where uh, safe, safety concerns, police want to say, hey, go to blank's place because they can install grandma's new car seat because now she's become a new grandma and she needs to have a car seat. How are they going to install it? The more I continue to see, and I'm so happy you brought this up, Todd, is there's a lot of people running around with seats that aren't installed properly. The simple kind of heartfelt thing to say is that if if we're a shop, yes, there's the marketing side of it. Um, I'm the only certified seatbelt installer within a 20-mile radius. Please bring your vehicle in, and I'm going to make sure that your child's seat is installed correctly and safely to the, the correct standards. That's one thing. That That's great. That kind of brings folks in. When I talked to, to Greg, the one thing that hit me is if the, his program saves one child, it's all worth it. And what if he saves 10? I mean, it really kind of hits you right here where – that's huge. And I personally installed the seatbelt wrong. That's why I put this one in, slammed on the uh, brakes. <laughs> My son flew forward, hit the seat, was actually wedged in between the back seat and the front seat and was driving, trying to pull him out of there. And I just, I didn't put that little metal thing in correctly. And you know, it happens. So I'm pretty passionate about that one. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. That, that, that was uh, pretty heartfelt there. Um, and if you want differentiation, it has everything to do with safety and transportation, which is the business that we're in. Yeah. And if I can add just one last thing from what I, the feedback I've gotten from shops that have looked at this program is they're looking at it wrong. Do not look at it for the sales opportunity. That's just not the way to do it. And yeah, you're going to get sales. It's going to drive customers in there, but it's all, it's the same thing. Don't put the sale first, put the customer first and it will definitely, definitely work. So thank you for sharing that, Todd. Number 14, everyone, having a stocked refrigerator. Who wants to talk about that? We just have water and soda, no Red Bull. I'm not a fan of it. That's why. (laughs) My service writer likes it, but I'm not a fan of it because I'm a health kind of guy. But I think it's very good in a customer's way, especially we have a lot of ladies waiting. 98% of the people are waiting are ladies, and they have their kids. Then the cold water, a little soda. It goes a long way. It keeps them quiet up there. It really works good. It's very good. So, Todd, when you're out there, do you see a lot of refrigerators with uh, stock stuff? About 10%. But the one that the reason what stuck with me is the customer said, 
ooh, you have the good stuff. And I agree with Mark on the Red Bull. That's not – you're going to get a sugar crash and it's not good for you kind of thing. Yeah. But but kind of I thought I, I just I took my note. I have a book I carry with me and I wrote that down. Like that's what I want my customer to say in the shop is, oh, you have the good stuff. Yeah. So if they go to another shop, that means they've been to another shop. They didn't have the good stuff. <laughs> so have the good stuff. <laughs> hey, let me just add refreshments, coffee. If you have yeah. coffee, yeah. okay, when it goes cold, dump it out. Do not let a customer pour a cold cup of coffee. And I'm a, I'm a coffee drinker and a Red Bull drinker and whatever else has a ton of caffeine in it to, to keep things rocking. Make sure I, I brew coffee all day long. We have a fresh pot of coffee basically when the doors are open. You never know which customer is going to walk in and want coffee. And it's really, it's kind of clunky to say, well, let me make you some. And with Keurig and all that, yeah. perfect. But if you brew coffee, make sure it's fresh. And if it's old, throw it out. Yeah, we, we have the Keurig. We have three different kinds, two mm-hmm. different kinds of coffee. We have tea. And we have hot chocolate for the kids. Awesome. They, they love it. Okay, now, so tell me something. I see Keurigs everywhere. I've seen them in, in, people talk about them all the time. Are people afraid to walk up and actually make the Keurig, or do you do a lot of Keurigs? They do feel clumsy. It depends on which button to push. But we always invite them. They tell them which button, and then they're, they're welcome to. They go through the little flavors, and then they're used to it after a while. After the first time, the second time, they just walk over and do it. I have customers come by in the morning for a cup of coffee. <laughs> Fine. I enjoy it. Talk to them for a while and they just leave. Great. You know, to Jeremy's point, if you are not getting to that coffee and keeping it hot, this mm-hmm. is a way to always make sure they brew a hot cup of coffee. So it might be a way to just kind of step up to that to that standard of, okay, you know what? We are not put, – put that one in the back, yeah, for the text. And, <laughs> you know, I mean – I was a tech for 15 years, cold cup of coffee. I'm going to put that down. But for somebody up front, maybe they want the, you know, that single cup of hot. There we go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Great stuff. Number 15. Jeremy, how about this? Take the fear out of the transaction. Yeah. And I need everybody to please keep an open mind on this. So at Freedom Auto Repair, we have a 100% ironclad money back guarantee on any repair diagnosis. And basically what I'm trying to do is take the fear out of the transaction. So if we have a lead in our conversion rate, when we follow our process, our conversion rate in the first seven months is 92% of every qualified lead that calls in, we convert it. When we don't follow our process, it drops to 54%. So the, the challenge is this, customer complaints, hug your haters, one-star reviews. How do you prevent those? You do your job right. You do an amazing job. You fix the customer's concern first, first time, every time. Step seven of our repair process is we fix it right the first time, every time, Period. And when my technicians say, hey, but Jeremy, I, no, no, no. There's a period at the end of there because we fix it right the first time every time, period. Do whatever you have to take to fix the customer's car. Now, have I had to refund customers money? Yes, I refunded $200 this week. We took an AC diagnosis in. It was an electrical issue. And we got to the point where we fixed the electrical part of it, got powered down to the compressor. The customer had had another shop put a new compressor in and the compressor was defective. Well, the customer came back and started arguing with the with us about our diagnosis and conclusive evidence that the compressor was bad. And I said, I'm going to make this very easy for you. We have a 100% ironclad money back guarantee. Would you like your money back? He said, yes. I reached into my wallet, took $200 out, handed it to him, shook his hand and said, thank you. Now for me, okay, what right or wrong? And if you disagree or agree, that's me preventing an issue down the road. If he hadn't, if I hadn't restored his money, okay, 
he could have gone online and wrote a one-star review. How many shop owners will spend hours writing a response to a one-star review where their time is better served creating the next marketing campaign that's going to drive in tens of thousands of dollars into their shop or being a leader. Go work with your team. Train your technicians on how to do good inspections. So for me, we do offer 100% ironclad money-back guarantee that if you're not satisfied, we'll write you a check and give your money back. Am I concerned about it? No. You know why? It makes my team perform at a higher level, make sure we do our job right the first time. And very rarely... Is it going to happen? And if something goes sideways in the transaction, it happens early and we do collateral damage early and it's just a great investment in our business. Thank you, man. Number 16, have sport memorabilia or local art displayed for sale. Todd? Well, I also visited Bogey's shop, so let's give Bogey the credit on that. It was absolutely – she showed me all yeah. the art, Was showed yeah. how she did an art, uh, kind of an art night, and the local mm-hmm. artist came in and brought that in. And I kind of thought, you know, how would I do it in my shop? And I thought, you know what, I'd, I'd do something similar, but I'd probably have some form of affordable sports mem- memorabilia that covered all the teams so I could bond with them. Um, and then if you've ever been in a pinch uh, heading somewhere, there's going to be a client who goes, you know what, I actually need a gift or something. Can I, can I buy that right now? And that's what I saw at Bogey's uh, place also. She had some different items right there to the, the left of the counter that you could also purchase too. You know, I mean, we just don't think of that stuff. And and I would say, again, less than 1% of the shops out there had had something like that. She wasn't selling anything for profit, I believe. Weren't they just from local artists? They were, yeah. Yeah. And so she got the display value from it and, and the ambiance that it created and an opportunity for someone to, to do an impulse buy. Bogey's been on the show a couple of times. Bogey Latiner, just if you want, search for Bogey and listen to the episode we did together. She does talk about that. And thanks for bringing that up, Todd. Uh, I want you to handle the next one. Number 17, have high-quality branded entrance mats. I, I love them. So I've walked into 643 shops. I've seen about 10 where they're highly, really nice branded uh, mats. And the, the logo there is uh you know very very crisp and clear kind of one of those things these two amazing gentlemen are going to tell us about as they walk in the doors of their shop i tend to look down sometimes you know and that is the another branding opportunity if only 10 percent have them you could go to your uniform company and say i need one of these and i think presto within a week you got it am i right Hey, one last thing on the mats. I love the branding side of it. Um, At Car Delivery, we have a really long 14-foot red mat that is a red Mm. carpet. So when customers come back to pick up their car, we roll the red carpet out for them. So just a little (laughs) concierge service there. God, I love that stuff, huh? The Ritz. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Excellent. Number 18. Mark, let me give this to you. Offer Uber for alternative transportation or see Django for females. It works great. We actually have two Uber accounts and one C-Jane because of the fact some ladies don't like a, a male driver. They want a female driver, but it works great. We got people that come all the way, you know, 20 or 30 miles away and they have no transportation. I get them home. They got some nice jobs. We, get, we use that ride fare. It's only 6 to $11. It's worth every cent of it to send one of my techs out or even me out to drive a customer home, which sometimes I like to do. We had one yesterday. A guy came in. A big problem with the car, he's a lawyer, he had to be somewhere, so I Ubered him. He came back at 5 o'clock, the car was done, he's a new customer now. It's so much nicer. And he went to another shop that didn't offer anything like that, and he found me on the Yelp or whatever it was, and he saw our reviews, and he came in, and I said, well, we can get it done by 5 if you leave it, and he was thrilled to death. 
And we checked his car out and we had, we, he's going to come back for everything else next week. Hey, Mark, I'm curious, how's yeah. your feedback from your customers been with the rideshare portion of that? Very good. We've only had one complaint because it is okay. rideshare. It is cheaper. Right. And one guy this morning, we ride shared him back and he even said, you know, that was fun. I talked to two other people. It was very interesting. <laughs> and, you know, they still got me where I needed to go. They awesome. really enjoyed it. It's tough. Uh, yeah. That's good. Because we, yeah. I don't have a shuttle driver. So from day one, right. we've used Uber. Yeah. I just, I forgot. I never even looked at the ride share part of it. Yeah, so the ride share, you should look at it because you got to ask them to. It's expensive. They go point A to point B. You can rent them a car, but ride share is like a third of it. It's very That's nice. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. I, I love the time frame, guys. It's, it's going really well. We've got three more to go. By the way, the repurposed video of this will be on my YouTube channel by Tuesday, and the audio podcast, which the world has come to love, the Remarkable Results Radio Podcast, the Academy podcast for this will be out by Wednesday sometime. Every Academy episode that anyone has ever been on who would love to learn from their peers is now out there on your favorite podcast listening app. Gentlemen, number 19. Uh, Jeremy, let me give you this. The speed of service. Speed of service, critical. Uh, today's consumer is driven by a simple mantra. It's IWW, IWW, IWI. It's I want what I want when I want it. So if a customer calls you at 8 o'clock in the morning, they have a problem with their car and you can't see them until tomorrow, they've got a million other choices. And they're, you're, here's the challenge. We don't lose leads today. We lose market share. When a customer chooses a different service provider, whether it's for an oil change or a diagnosis or an air conditioning service, you're giving your competition the chance to take your market share away. At our shop, we're doing one thing and we're focused on it as a team. Our goal to get our turn time when a car is checked in to complete a diagnosis down to three hours. And the reason for that is scientifically, you can look at the numbers, your approval ratings, your average repair order, the amount that you sell is a lot higher when you get back to the customer in a timely manner. They'll give you as much time as you need to get the car fixed, but they don't want to wait a day or two days for the inspection results or the diagnosis. Right now we're at a day and a half. So we have a long way to go. But if I can complete most diagnoses within three hours of the car being dropped off, think of the, the processes and the business we're going to build. So it's all about speed of service. And I think in the next three to five years, the shops that can capture speed of service and do same-day turnaround and you're not out a week, you're not booked up a week or two weeks, I, we've got to move that bar further. And consumers are going to dictate that because there's other choices for them. Agree with that, Mark? Yes, very much so. We try to do almost the same thing, get them diagnosed, get them okayed, and then, then the customer understands you have to keep it the next day or we get it done. We promise it by five, most of them. It's and I, th I think it's a KPI that isn't looked at. And you look at most 20 right. groups, you know, they're looking at GP percentage and, and hours per RL. Right. But hey, let's talk about speed of service. How good can you guys execute on a moment by moment basis? What is your diagnosis time? Do you look at, okay, how long does it take your service providers to write up a car? How long does it take to dispatch? How long does it take your technicians to do the courtesy inspection and the diagnosis? And if you have three techs, if tech A is 8.5 hours average, but tech B and C are 3.5 and 2.5. I guarantee it. tech two and three are making you more money guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of where my mindset is right now, as far as the production capabilities of the shop. Great point. Thank you so much. And we have two more. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I do encourage uh, everyone to, you know, chime in on this one. Number 20 is master the digital sales experience. This is huge today, Jeremy. 
It is, absolutely. The digital sales experience is everywhere. A transparent repair process that enrolls and engages the customer in the buying process. So from checking the vehicle in, taking a picture of the dash with the car running and to make sure you capture all the uh, warning lights that are on. Digital inspections, we've all talked about them. We've all seen them, okay? But the question I have is how's the user interface and is it truly transparent and easy for your customer to feel that they're riding along with you on the diagnostic testing inspection process and are you delivering exactly what they want? And then the communication factor. We just went back in, we put auto text me back in and this week in the communication, it's cut down the amount of incoming calls checking on a status where the customers feel like they're engaged every step of the way and they're updated. So we talk about S plus R equals sales, your reputation, you build it by having a transparent repair process where the customer literally can see inside your shop from beginning to end and they're updated on a moment basis and they feel like they're driving the transaction and you're not selling them anything. You know, we said in the beginning of the show that we were going to do part two, and we are, because there were so many great tips. In fact, I even reserved some of the real good, fun ones for the next show. And and so I do encourage our audience, uh, just send send an email, question at remarkableresults.biz, and we love it. We'll put it on. We will, we'll, do, we'll do four shows, five shows, six shows, whatever it takes to get all these great ideas surfaced, right? So here's our last tip, and I, and I really want to go around the I usually go around the room, you know, at, at the end. So I want to give everyone a chance to chime in on this. Tip number 21, build an amazing team. Jeremy, let's start with you. Well, one thing that uh, purchasing Freedom Auto Repair has taught me this year is that I cannot do this by myself. I've been here late at night till 10 o'clock fixing cars. I've, you know, exploded the oil drum and shot oil everywhere. And <laughs> I've done the stupid things. And, and what it's teaching me is you have to build a great team. You can't do this by yourself. Now, a lot of your automatically thinking, okay, service advisor team, technician team. Yes, your internal team is amazing as well. But I got to tell you something. I've got a uh, set of Wagner brake pads right here from Federal Mogul. And your suppliers are just as important. I talked about the peace of mind from Jasper. The peace of mind of good quality brake pads that you put on, your supplier chain, everybody's part of your team. So you have to build not a good team, an amazing team. And I understand you can't do this on your own. Well, talk about product placement here, Jeremy. Wow. <laughs> I just put those on last night. The car stopped perfectly. For, for the sh- sake of transparency, awesome. of course, you all know the Federal Mogul sponsors the audio podcast. Oh, that's really cool. Thank you for that, Jeremy. And you're right. Uh, y- y- let, let me just talk about the Legacy Audio Podcast. There's been so much discussion from the service professional and business coaches all about the business culture, you know, the behaviors that you're looking to have and the, and, the, and the values that you have. And we did this great episode last week on on performance reviews. And Kirk Richardson got up there and he said, hey, if if you're not going to uh, if you're not going to play, we don't want you. And he says we don't do performance reviews around behavior. We do them about values. You know what? What better can we do to help serve the customer? So, such a great point in building building great teams today, man. I'll tell you, if you got that, there's a whole lot you don't need if you have that. But these 21 tips would just make you better. Mark, I'll I'll let you have the second last word. But I'm in uh, the the team is fantastic. Right now, I got one of the best teams I've ever had. My service writers, I think she thinks for me, as I ask her question, I've already done it. She listens to everybody. My other two technicians, fantastic. They're working together. I'm actually taking a little more time off. It's been really good. And we have our sessions every 
you know, we have a more, every Tuesday we have a meeting and once a month we have a lunch meeting and we talk freely on all these meetings. And you have to do that if you want a team that's going to be successful. Like Jeremy said, you really got to get involved and you got to have a peace of mind. And I, now I actually can leave the shop and enjoy myself and these guys take care of it. I only work four days a week now. Mondays I have off. And it's been great. I thought it'd be tough. Awesome. That's really and I'm working for maybe three eventually, but it's it's been working really good. And that's that's one thing is the team, it really needs you have to really have a good team to do it. And they're they're no playing around. They do they 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 make their goals and it's been really good. Todd, I'll give you the last word on twenty one tips on how to beat the competition. The theme there is team, and that's one of the things that's uh one key piece Jeremy said was that um you can't do it by yourself. And how many business owners out there are we constantly seeing that they know it all? You know what? I love walking to a shop and he's like, you can get right out because I know it all. And I'm like, thank you. I'm, I'm very happy to meet you, um, you know, because there's very few uh, people out there who know it all. So so really, it is a team effort. Um, you know, at, at, uh, at our company, we every everybody is what's called a leader and uh, L-E-A-D. ER, okay, a leader, and that stands for our core values, which are love, enthusiasm, amazingness, and discipline. So when we look at that, everything we do, we apply those core values to, and it's it's almost, um, I want to go a little bit farther than the word team, but it's about family. And that's what we have here. So Carm, thank you for everything you do. We're all a big family. And uh, it was awesome being on here with you, Mark, and awesome Very being cool. on here with you, Jeremy. You guys, Thank you, really, <laughs> what a, how much fun do we have? It's an awesome time. Absolutely. Really great time. Again, every academy off the charts, beyond the expectations that I have. But when you got guys like Todd and Mark and Jeremy here... I could have just sat back and let you guys do this. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. Guys, have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. You guys. Nice talking to you all. Good Bye-bye. to see you, Mark. Bye-bye. Nice to see you, Jerry. Nice to see you. Thanks, Carl. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. <laughs>